service gurus who got into the vaping business. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. So what is the last time you paid attention to that cheese that you're enjoying? Did it come from a master cheesemaker's operation? Well, the dairy farmers of Wisconsin want to make sure more consumers know about that important program and what it means to the quality difference you find only here in Wisconsin. We're chatting about that before we hit 6 o'clock on this Monday morning. Five minutes after 5 now on the 6th day of May. Glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Boy, I only wish that the warm, dry weather we enjoyed over the weekend would stick around just a little bit longer. Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist, visited with me on Friday, and basically he's saying soil temperature is out the window, calendar is out the window. The only thing that corn growers have to focus in on, making sure that that field is ready for your equipment. We're talking with him after 5.30. Like I said, we got a couple hours of warm, dry weather over the weekend, and now today, 60% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms back in the forecast. Daytime highs today around 58, overnight lows down to 40 degrees. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 57. Wednesday, another 90% chance of rain in the forecast, and it's going to be chilly. 51 are expected high on Wednesday. Talking weather details with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist in about 15 minutes. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. You know, these folks don't have capes or superpowers, but they are heroes. They are Wisconsin organ donors. I'm Pam Yankee. By becoming a donor, it's not just that you become a hero. It's your legacy. It's the lives you touch. Al Reich from Barneveld lost his wife in 2001. Her organ donations touched more than 50 lives, including a young father in Kentucky. Well, lo and behold, her kidney... A uh, doctor said he'd never seen a match like that. It matched every single way, 100%. And uh, he had three little kids, and my oldest daughter said, you know, you know, she was 40 at the time, so it was tough for her to lose her mother, but it would be really hard knowing that you were only eight years old. Al Wright from Barneveld. You, too, can be a hero and leave a legacy that touches lives. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Well, you know, as we start this work week, uh, plenty of folks that are hoping we're going to get going again as far as spring planting is concerned, keeping our fingers crossed that the vendors will be there with the fertilizer, with the seed, with the herbicide applications. But I'll tell you what, given the economic challenges that a lot of our farmers have seen, the ripple effect towards their agribusinesses is being felt. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We have seen it not just this year, but for the previous three. A lot of the names that we are working with in Wisconsin agribusiness have changed, combined, gotten larger, Bob. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it makes us wonder uh, what we're going to end up with in the end. It's always a wait-and-see situation, that's for sure, Pam. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And the latest merger of large co-ops in Wisconsin, 
The vote has been taken. It has been approved. It will happen about the 1st of December. River Country Cooperative and Heartland Co-ops in Wisconsin will be one organization. Bruce Milsna, who is now the CEO General Manager of River Country Co-op, will be the man in charge of the new organization, which will be called River Country Co-op. I talked to Bruce recently about this merger and how it all got started. This actually started in 2016. Heartland had approached us because they were building a new feed mill complex in Owen, and uh, they were interested in asking us if we wanted to utilize their mill because ours is an older facility. Kind of one thing led to another. We talked about that. We talked about agronomy operations and, and things like that. We actually started talking about unification back then, and and we had several meetings, and it went on. And then at one point we stopped because we were in the process of uh, doing a major expansion up in Bloomer with our green, and they were obviously building this twelve to thirteen million dollar feed mill complex in Owen. We just decided at the time it it probably wasn't the timing wasn't the best, so we tabled it then. And then about eight months ago, uh, last fall, they approached us again. They had had some financial struggles. They've had a management change. Their old general manager retired, and um, they were looking for some help and guidance. And uh, we we started up the talks again. And, and then one thing led to another, but the economy of the egg producers out there has been tough, obviously. So then we talked about how we could uh, develop some synergies, you know, specifically in agronomy and and feed and fuel. And once we kind of got to a point where we all had a comfort level with each other, we had the same goals and common interests, then we proceeded to do the due diligence, which is doing performas and mapping out a plan. And, and then we got down, drilled down to the details about the name and the management structure and the board size and the stock. Once we got through all that, which was probably in late January, we we formulated a plan and and we put some dates out that we were going to go to vote. And when the vote was taken, it was pretty supportive. You have to be happy about that, that uh, not only the boards and the management, but also members thinking along the same lines. We were pleasantly surprised. We had an 84% passage rate on the River Country stockholder side, and the Heartland side had a 74% passage rate. When we talked to other co-ops and and regional co-ops, the average is in the low 70s for a passage rate. And what made it better for um, or more interesting on our side is that we had 50% participation in the vote level, and normally that's about in the low 30s. So let's talk about some of the things you did mention as far as how big the new corporate board will look, what's going to happen with the stock as far as the management. You are going to stay in place as the overall manager, and the, and the name of the new facility will be River Country Cooperative, right? We decided to stay with the River Country name for two reasons. There's some tax uh, implications and some legal verbiage, but the the real synergies was uh, we could save a lot of money by not changing the name of both companies. So we could save significant savings by just by becoming River Country. The the corporate board side, it was very important for both co-ops that this be treated as a merger. So in our, on our side for the River Country, uh, we wanted them to be equals with us. So they're actually going from a, a seven-member board down to a five, and we have our five. So the new board structure that's mapped out for the first two years is going to be a 10-member board, five from each co-op. 
after two years, we're actually going to reduce it down to eight. And the headquarters will be in Chippewa Falls? Yep, the, the main office will be in Chippewa Falls, which is basically which means all the general accounting is going to come out of here. But Owen does have a new office complex that was uh, built with their feed complex over there. That's going to be a corporate office too. It's just going to house some different people and we're going to do some different things over there. And and mainly because Owen is, if you looked at our trade territory, is now the center of our trade territory. So it just makes sense to, to, to do some things out of there. Logistically wise, it works better. As we look at it, uh I read it right, 29 different facilities. At this point in time, does it look like they were all stay open and uh, a new board will take a look at these eventually down the road to see if any adjustments need to be made? We have no plans to close anything as of today. There was some facilities uh, on the Heartland side that uh, they had predetermined that they were going to close prior to the merger. So they're still in the process of doing that, uh, closing them and, and selling off the, the real estate and some of the buildings. So that was kind of done as a prelude to the merger. And that wasn't really a, a discussion point because we knew they were going to do that. So we don't anticipate closing anything. Our real plan is uh, we'll, we'll go through the first year and we're going to do a lot of synergies because we'll have duplicate fuel routes, duplicate um, propane routes. We overlap in feed quite a bit. We overlap in agronomy quite a bit. So the real reason behind the merger is the synergies that you can develop, and, and that's what you do. You take both companies and you create a more company that uh, can serve everybody doing a better job out of different facilities. What about the the crude stock that members of both cooperatives have? How will the, uh, the stock be handled? Again, that was a very important point for both boards. No one's going to lose their equity, which is a great thing. And, and that was very important for the Heartland Board. And uh, on our side, it was, it was very important. So there was never really any real discussion about anybody having a reduction in equity. So all the stock is going to come in at one-to-one. And we did have a plan because Heartland hadn't retired uh, stock recently. We have a plan out there that we're going to retire the age 70 request on their side and catch that up to eventually where the River Country patrons are. And as we go forward, here we are still in the spring, the hoped-for date when this is all said and done and everything becomes River Country Cooperative. The effective merger date is December 1st. We did that for a couple reasons. If there's anything I've learned that going through a merger is that uh, if you rush into it and you're not prepared, things can go south very fast. So this is going to give us some time to get our bookkeeping in order for me to transition some employee staffing changes because um, we'll have a new senior management team put in place. We feel this will give us all enough time to get to know each other and make the adjustments. And, and so when December 1st comes around, we'll be ready. So it's a done deal. It's going to happen. River Country Cooperative, Chippewa Falls, Heartland Co-op in central Wisconsin will become one organization, River Country Cooperative, as of December 1st. Bruce Milsner with us. And Bruce will be the new chief operating officer and the CEO of the new River Country Cooperative. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Have you ever encountered one of those companies that tries to be all things to all people? It's like herding cats. The tools, the parts, the know-how are all difficult to round up and solve the precise problem you're hoping to repair. 
At Benjamin Plumbing, they focus on one thing and one thing only. Plumbing. Not heating and air conditioning, not garage door replacement, not security alarms or beauty salon supplies. Just plumbing repairs, remodels, and new construction. Avoid the jack-of-all-trades. Rely on your friends at Benjamin Plumbing to do what they do best each and every time. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, this is Dave Gary, the owner of the Princeton Clubs. Our summer launch event is going on now through May 18th. With everything you need to get in shape for the summer, including the latest group training programs, our world-class facilities, plus special offers for current and new members through May 18th. Our For a Better Tomorrow campaign partner this month is UW Children's Hospital of Madison. For every new member, we make a donation to a local organization that's working hard to improve the communities wherever a Princeton club is located. Summer is just a few weeks away, so I invite you to make a difference in your health today by joining the Princeton Club. And with our summer launch event going on, it's a great time to get started. I think you'll be surprised how much better you feel just after a few workouts. The Princeton Clubs, voted Madison's best health club year after year. Visit princetonclub.net for a free trial pass and to learn more about our summer launch event. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Well, we're getting a jump on things this morning. It's 518 and time for us to visit on uh, weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Kirby Ron from up by La Crescent called, said that they'd gotten three-tenths of an inch of rain. But you know what? Given the outlook on this forecast, I'm guessing he's going to get a chance to update me on those numbers. Pretty much everybody in the listening area going to see some rain this week, huh? Oh, yeah, we're going to have some rain around. I see some amounts here in the last uh, 12 hours or so that vary all over the board. Uh, Kirby had that light amount, Madison, in about the last 12 hours, 44 hundredths of an inch. And I have a quarter inch in my gauge in the backyard, although the Fond du Lac Airport says six one hundredths of an inch. Nonetheless, that's how things are working. There's a front dropping in out of the northwest, Pam, pulling down into the southeastern, call it almost third of Wisconsin this morning. And along the boundary, that's where there's rain. Rain firing up again in the Madison area. Still a band that extends from northeast into western Wisconsin. That will pull east and southeast through the state. So still some rain. For most of us, just this morning and by the afternoon, that possibility of rain becomes a very slight memory and could linger just for a time this evening. Otherwise, we get a little break. In fact, a sunnier but cooler day for Tuesday, a break from activity. That front that's passing through today heads down to our south, becomes somewhat stationary. The next stronger low-pressure system will build in from the west, pushing that front back north as a warm front and closing in. And as it does, it more likely means rain that develops as we move on toward late Tuesday night or into Wednesday. And at that time, the forecast maps I'm seeing indicating rain amounts up into the half to almost one-inch range. And that happens Wednesday, Wednesday night into Thursday. Some pretty wet weather as we head through midweek. 
and unfortunately temperatures through that time stay cooler than normal as well. It was a nice weekend. We had some mild air. Things greened up, uh, brightened up for a lot of us. There was some field work going on wherever it was dry enough. Unfortunately, this next week doesn't give us that many chances, so we're going to have to slow down and try and be a little patient once again. I'll have forecast details right after this. Now, the easy and fastest way to order ag parts is with Sloan Express, America's ag parts supplier. Simply put, Sloan Express is a lower price alternative to original manufacturer parts. And now, free shipping on orders over $195 right to your front door. Plus, we offer free shipping to 20 Sloan locations. Enter code WISCONSIN10 at checkout and save 10%. Get your free catalog online at SloanEX.com or call today. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 520, almost 522. Go ahead, Stu, give us a few more details on that forecast. I am very curious to know what kind of precipitation amounts you're looking for this week. Well, nothing that uh, should be exciting, let's put it that way. But uh, today we do have cloudy skies, and there'll be some showers, possibly a thunderstorm yet this morning. That chance ending in a few hours at La Crosse and by midday or afternoon for the rest of us. Now, I expect rain amounts today in the 10th to maybe an additional quarter inch. That should be about all. Upper 50s at about 60 yet today. Not too bad. Northeast winds 5 to 10. Still a slight chance for some showers uh, in the nighttime with a mostly cloudy sky in the low 40s tonight. Northeast winds about 5. Tuesday, mostly sunny. There's a nice little break. Upper 50s, maybe a 60 at lacrosse yet. Northeast winds at 5 to 10. But then that next low builds in Tuesday night into Wednesday. Showers and even some thunderstorms. We stay cooler by midweek. Unfortunately, Wednesday's temps in the lower mid-40s for daytime highs, the best we can hope for. And I think we have to talk about Wednesday, Wednesday night, probably easily in the half to one-inch range for rainfall. You know, just about the time it starts to dry out, Pam, then we get one of these where we just aren't getting that nice dry down we need and hopefully not going to have a problem where we were fortunate enough to get a few crops in that, you know, a good inch of rain on top yeah. isn't a big problem. Yeah. You know, and what's also amazing is that we are we are cooler. Our degree growing units, I talked to Joe Laura, our corn specialist, we're lagging behind. The only thing that doesn't seem to be paying attention to it are the bugs because they're coming out already. Oh, they're they're having a good spring. Yeah, no kidding. All right, buddy, thanks. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. You bet. Have a good day. Stu Mux, our Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details. Man, oh man, like we said earlier, thank you to Kirby Ron for uh, giving us a buzz. Three-tenths of an inch of rain in his rain gauge overnight by La Crescent, Minnesota. Uh, as far as temperatures are concerned this morning, uh, we're seeing a little bit of a changeover. In La Crosse, you're starting off with cloudy skies this morning. 54, but it feels like 50 degrees. Mauston, you've got some light rain, 50 degrees, but feels like 46 Fond du Lac, you've got uh, some clouds. You're at 50 degrees. Oshkosh, cloudy and 50 degrees. Madison started off with fog, heavy, well, not heavy fog, but fog, 
And now we've got light rain currently sitting at 55 degrees. So that's what we've got as far as temperatures and conditions for a Monday morning. It is becoming a real concern for Wisconsin corn growers. You know, here it is, 6th of May already. And uh, we'll find out this afternoon how many acres did get planted. Even those acres where maybe somebody pushed it a little bit, Put the seed in the ground. You may suffer with wet field conditions for the rest of the growing season. We're talking about it after 5.30 with Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist. And also up before 6, if you have put a piece of Wisconsin cheese on a sandwich in your mouth on a cracker, did it come from a master cheesemaker? Did you pay attention? Talking about that after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Wisconsin's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports... A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years in 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. 
agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. Insight FS Propane is proud to serve the communities they live and work in. The driver's top priorities are the safety and comfort of their customers, competitive prices, contracting, delivery, and more. Live local, buy local. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Are you dreading the idea of having to try on your summer shorts or swimsuits? Cool Sculpting at Rejuvenation Clinic can help. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting is an amazing technology developed by Harvard scientists that can reduce stubborn fat bulges without surgery. During the treatment, the fat cells are frozen and slowly metabolized by your own body. These destroyed fat cells are permanently eliminated, giving a long-lasting result. Areas such as the stomach, flanks, inner and outer thighs, bra or back fat, and arms can safely and effectively be treated with cool sculpting. Start now to feel more confident in your summer wardrobe. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Rejuvenation Clinic of By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yonke. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. FabulousFarmBabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. Visiting with our, our Packer insider, Rob Reichel, and I, I completely agree that I think the draft will, by and large, uh, you know, when we look back at this, will we'll hinge on Gary. I don't, you know, we do something on Friday, Rob, uh, called Conspiracy Theory Friday. I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory or like a looking into the future theory, because, you know, we as Packer fans with Aaron Rodgers, we don't like the notion of b- looking ahead. We always, you know, talk about the win now mentality. But you have Mike Daniels in a contract year. Uh, you have Kenny Clark, who was just, you know, option on the fifth year of his rookie deal, which means after this next season, he's going to get paid mad cash. They're not going to pay Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark $10 million a year. They're going to keep Clark, which means Daniels probably leaves. Is this Gary draft pick more of their, their drafting, you know, Mike Daniels' potential replacement here on the D-line, knowing that he's probably gone after this year? No, I, I don't think so at all. If anyone's probably the replacement in this draft, Joe, it's uh, you know it's it's going to be Kiki in round five I would think he's got the he's got the body type and the measurables a little bit more at two ninety three already you know six three two ninety three versus a guy like Gary Gary is just probably not big enough to to throw in right away Joe um, at the, I think I think he's two seventy five um, that's you know now he is six four and a half but uh, boy Joe they they like those they like those ends to be pushing 300 pounds and that'd be a lot of weight to put on Gary. And I'm sure they would look at it and say, how is that going to affect, you know, his 40, how's that going to affect, you know, his overall athleticism. We, we know the numbers he put up in, in the, in the various jumps at the combine, the vertical, the broad, uh, things like that were, were off the charts. And, and I know they don't want to cut into his athleticism. My best guess, Joe, you know, they're certainly not going to put him early on, at least in coverage type situations. He's he's gonna he's gonna be a, 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 a rusher from the edge on 
on early early downs. He's going to be put in there to stop the run, but then he's going to he's going to kick inside or come off the edge on obvious passing downs, third and nine, third and twelve, things like that. Uh, but to ask him to play in the base as as an end right away and hold up in the run game against 320 pound tackles, I think Joe, it's it's a little bit different. It's a lot different to do it in the NFL than it, than it is to do it in Michigan. And I know he played the anchor. Uh, in Michigan's 4-3 base, but that, that, that's quite a bit different of, uh, of a scheme and of, of, in terms of responsibilities of, of what he was asked to do at Michigan than coming and playing a, a base end in Green Bay's 3-4. Uh, those schemes are dramatically different, and, and Green Bay just they need those ends to be pushing 300 pounds uh, to hold up down in and down out. And, uh, you know, Mike Daniels has obviously done that through the course of time. Dean Lowry, is, Dean Lowry played really well last year, and, and he's the guy I'm sure they feel comfortable in. But um, I, I, I think they will find Mike Daniels' replacement next offseason, Joe. I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think it was Rashawn Gary. Um, if they did find his replacement, like I said, it's, it's going to come from later on in this draft when they got Kiki at pick 150. Robbie, I think it's safe to say that uh, Brian Gutekunst likes athletes and um, falls in love with combine numbers. What would you think Ron Wolf or Ted Thompson would say about Brian Gutekunst's draft this year? Great question. I know Ron Wolf was sitting in the Cleveland Browns draft room, um, which I which I found interesting. He was he was there with Elliot and Dorsey in the game. Um, I'm I'm not sure what you know what he would say. I, I think Ted would say uh, Brian's Brian's a, a madman for, for trading <laughs> like he did, um, and then he's got a couple drafts now where where he's traded quite a bit. Although although Ted did make the uh, very memorable trade the one year when he moved up to get Clay Matthews. Yeah. That's what. Uh, you know that's what Gutekunst is going to have to hope he did here. You know, with with Savage Junior. I, I I think Ron Wolf prescribed to a lot of these same uh, principles and theories, though, guys. You know, especially later in the draft, he was looking for athletes and numbers. You know, I it jumps to mind a guy like Donald Driver from Alcorn State, who he took in round seven in in what ninety eight or ninety nine, I think that was. And uh, you know, Driver was obviously an, an Olympic quality type of athlete and. You know, so many of his numbers were, were off the charts. He was raw as can be as a receiver, and he wound up being the franchise's all-time leader in, in pass receptions and yards. And, um, you know, I, I know Gutekunst took a chance on, on some guys like that based on numbers. Dexter Williams probably in round six isn't one of those guys. He, he doesn't run great. He's a 4-6 guy. But you look at a guy like Summers, his numbers are great. Holman's another guy whose numbers are great just in terms of speed. I would, I would think the guys that, you know, the fact – Holman's a four three eight. Uh, Summers is a, a four five one or something like that. They're going to make the team and immediately be contributors on special teams um, and be on the forty six right away. I, I think guys like that have a role and a spot. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Five thirty five now on a Monday morning. Coming up before six o'clock, we're chatting with some of the folks that work with. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, when's the last time you really paid attention to that cheese that you're enjoying? Did it come from a master cheesemaker's operation? Well, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin wants to make sure consumers know if it did or if it didn't. That program's making a difference here in Wisconsin's uh, America's Dairyland. That's up before 6 o'clock. Glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Hey, did you know on this date, back in 1947, Wisconsin suffered an earthquake? Yeah, it was centered south of Milwaukee near the shore of Lake Michigan. They said it uh, caused some minor damage, no major injuries. It shook buildings, rattled windows. 
That's on this date back in 1947. They said they felt the shock all the way up to Sheboygan, all the way down to the Illinois lines. What else happened on this date? Well, back in 2004, the final episode of Friends aired, believe it or not. But it's still out there, isn't it? Now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Well, I mentioned in our weather forecast, the warmer, drier weather we enjoyed over the weekend is nothing but a fading memory as of today. And that's got a lot of Wisconsin corn growers pretty concerned. Uh, They are running behind when it comes to the field work, and they're also running behind when it comes to capitalizing on the best yields possible in Wisconsin. I talked about it on Friday with Dr. Joe Lowry, University Extension Corn Specialist. Really, at this point, it's it's the only decision that has to be made by the grower is whether or not the field is fit. And uh, if the soil conditions warrant it and the soil conditions are suitable, um, then uh, go ahead and go. But if they're not, you know, any advantage you can get from early planting is going to be negated by sidewall compaction, uh, you know, other kinds of soil issues that can arise when you plant in the soil that is too wet. So, but that's really the only consideration at this point on, at this point, is that the soil conditions need to be suitable. Soil temperature is out the window, and uh, we're at the calendar date where <clears throat> we need to uh, we need to proceed as quickly as we can. Now, I, it seems to me that we're cooler than average as far as uh, growing units, Joe. I know it's kind of early to really make much of a prognostication on that, but what are you seeing as far as temperatures out there? Yeah, we are uh, we are a lot cooler, and and a good indicator, a good plant indicator is um, well, not only the flowers in your garden, but also anything that's a perennial, anything that's that's uh, you know in the ground through the winter. And, and a good one for me is alfalfa. Uh, there's a lot of alfalfa that's really pretty small yet for this this time of year. You know, many times we'd be cutting, uh, you know, second or third week in May, and I, it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, what can happen yet um but but alfalfa is way behind and that is an indication to me that that the gdus just aren't accumulating very quickly uh, uh haven't equi- accumulated very quickly from during the month of april dr joe lauer university extension corn specialist you can't change the weather forecast but boy you can make wise decisions when it comes to which fields you're going to plant first which ones you're going to leave dry out just a little bit more like i said unfortunately more wet weather in the forecast for the front part of this week it's coming up on 539 for control of yellow nut sedge and tough to kill broadleaf weeds like common lambs quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, tank mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy to tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield robbing yellow nut sedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan USA. Boy, oh boy, things in this world can change so fast, can't they? Sometimes it's nice when things don't change. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street. Hey, now don't get me wrong, plenty has changed at McFarland's. I mean, just step into that beautiful facility all under one roof, a great shopping environment. What I'm talking about are the elements that are important to me that don't change at McFarland's. The staff dedication, the quality service, and the quality products. Don't forget... For my farm folks, they're busy right now. They're under a lot of stress trying to get things done in the field and on the farm. Remember, if you're looking for newer used equipment, parts and service, start at McFarland's. They're your Agco, Fent, 
H&S, Kubota, Massey Ferguson dealers, and they'll help you get through these trying times. That's the kind of service, staff, and quality I'm glad hasn't changed in the more than 85 years that McFarland's has been doing business. 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12 in the heart of Sauk City. 5.40 on the clock. Let's find out what news the market's talking about rolling into a Monday trade session. Here's Mark Oppold. We continue to watch the money flow between commodities and the financial and stock markets. Commodity futures traders aren't the only ones looking forward to a trade deal being finalized. Over the weekend, a major financial investment firm wrote that strong economic numbers late week, that included unemployment near 50-year lows, a strong dollar, and the Federal Reserve indicating that interest rate hikes not likely a trade deal, they say, should make the money flow favor stocks over commodities. We look for December corn to hold the 380 level here early week with more rain. November soybeans, though, could be headed below the 850 level. And July Chicago wheat could retest last week's lows near four and a quarter. How about feeding less hay to your cattle and dairy cattle? Reducing the number of days, reducing the days on feed. Well, you can if you're using Lactopro Advance from our friends at MS Biotech. Check it out, msbiotech.com. This is the Bottom Line Report. AmeriCo has a toll-free helpline to help you with your questions about Medicare. They understand and respect rural America, and they've set up a toll-free helpline, 855-343-9740. Call today. Get your questions answered from Americo, 855-343-9740. Russia missed its crude oil output reduction target, and for the second week in a row, U.S. crude oil supplies grew. June gasoline futures looked to dip below $2. Just a month ago, they were below $1.90. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable day. It may be tough to hang on to 380 new crop corn. The president commenting that he could increase tariffs against China by the end of the week has the market cratering this morning. December corn's down six and a quarter at 381 and a half. November beans down 16 at 848. July wheat overnight down six, currently at 432 a bushel. Barrel cheese was up three and a quarter cents on Friday to 166 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese was up two at 167 and a half. Double A butter on Friday down a quarter of a cent, 227 a pound. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We are now in the exciting era of biostimulators for the skin. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Products such as Sculptra Aesthetic can be injected safely into the skin to stimulate collagen production. This creates a framework that helps keep or restore facial volume, thus preventing many of the effects of aging such as sagging and wrinkles. Biostimulators such as Sculptra produce subtle, gradual results over time. Many of my patients describe the compliments they receive, such as, You look so great. Wow, you've hardly aged. Not only does Sculptra achieve natural and gradual results, the effect is long-lasting. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You can find CBD products at so many places nowadays. What we provide is a CBD-specific store. We have over 300 products. We are one of the biggest in the country, and we're right here in Madison. When most people walk in the door, they say, oh my gosh. 
GreenRx for CBD knowledge, information, and products. Leon Road and GreenRxMadison.com, your complete CBD resource. like you told us that you need a John Deere skid loader that can handle big jobs, maneuver in small spaces, and is easy to operate. Enter the John Deere G-Series skid steers from Sloan Implement. Now you can zip in and out and around the farm buildings with confidence. And when you ask for a price that'll level the playing field, well, that's just what we did. Visit Sloan's.com or stop in and let us help with your Sloan deal. Power up with Throwing at the crack of dawn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. When's the last time that you realized uh, you were enjoying a product from a master cheesemaker? Did you know that if it's a master cheesemaker, they're only in Wisconsin? Yep, it's time for an update on how your dairy farmer checkoff dollars are at work for you. Not only educating consumers about the fantastic dairy products we've got here in Wisconsin, not only educating those grocery stores, restaurateurs, chefs, on what fantastic things they can create with your product. It's also about helping uh, those folks that are out in the country, those cheesemakers, up the ante on Wisconsin's quality. The Master Cheesemaker Program, only at home here in the United States, unless you travel to Europe. In studio with me, two of the folks that are helping to bring along the next set of Master Cheesemakers. Marianne Smukowski is the Dairy Safety and Quality Coordinator at the Center for Dairy Research, along with Joanne Gauthier. She's the Outreach Specialist. They both coordinate and work with the Master Cheesemaker Program. All right, we're going to start with you, Marianne, because you are kind of the technical side of the program. Let's start from the beginning. If I want to get into the class, there's a test. Now, it's not just you with a red ink pen that's deciding or judging or grading these tests. Tell me about that process. So we receive the applicants or applications in the program. I review them to see if they met the requirements to become a master. And then I set up a planned visit with one of our board members. And once we do that, we arrive at the facility and we do a walkthrough of the facility. And we also have an oral exam that covers a number of different topics to see what their knowledge is for cheesemaking. Who ultimately decides if they're in or not? Ultimately, it's the board, but pretty much if I say yes or no, I knew it. the I board knew it. would say it would be okay. She's the rejector, folks. Watch her. <laughs> no, it's, you said everybody kind of gets a vote, though. Everybody's yes, got uh, Everybody's got some say. Yes. So at the board meeting, when we meet and discuss this in August, I... I and the board member present the case of the candidate, and then they ask us questions, and then we vote on the candidacy. Where where have candidates previously, or even maybe for right now, where are they falling short? How do I get rejected? Well, hopefully nobody gets rejected, but if they did, it may be because of some issues that are going on in the facility itself. If there's mold growth or open ceilings or things like that, that the conditions indicate to me that it's not a good facility. They may also not do well on parts of the oral exam on cheesemaking. They may know part of the process for cheesemaking, but they don't know from milk receiving all the way to the finished product and being shipped out. So it literally from, uh, well, if it was a livestock from, uh, you know, mouth to tail to squeal, you got to know it all. Pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how you, how now that they're into the program. Well, now, Joanne, you tell them. So they get into the program. What I was a little surprised, dairy farmers don't think that these people get a free ride just because they do well on a test or their facilities look good. They've got to have some real skin in the game to be a part of this program, not just as far as the tests, but financially, 
the time commitment. Tell me about that. Well, uh, first off, in order to get into the program, each cheesemaker needs to complete our Wisconsin Cheese Technology short course that we have um, in Babcock Hall on the University of Wisconsin campus. Uh, The cost of that course is uh, $1,200 for a four-day course, and if they stick around with us and make cheese on the fifth day, uh, it it costs a little more. Uh, They are also required to take an additional course uh, that is part of the coursework for the Master Cheesemaker Program. Round about uh, the courses, the cost of the courses is about $5,000 or a little more. Um, In most cases, uh, each individual cheesemaker's cheese plant will pay for the courses um, as the students go through. Well, and that's not even, uh, that's money, but then you got to part with them for the time to be in the classes and go through the training. Correct. Um, I would estimate they're gone for probably 12 to 15 days in a two and a half to three year period if they don't take um, any courses before they come into the program. Uh, My favorite candidates are the ones who have all their coursework completed before they even apply. And uh, so that that they can do and come in with a gold star for you. Correct. Okay. Um, Another something interesting that um, we've done over the years is the Wisconsin Cheese Technology short course has evolved and changed. And so we do have cheesemakers who are applying who maybe have taken the course 10 to 15 to 20 years ago. We require them to take that cheese cheese technology short course again before they can graduate from the program. Every one of those cheesemakers tells us how the much the course has changed and how much they appreciated having to take it again because they walked away with so much more information. Jeez, you guys are just intimidating me. You're sounding like a bunch of college professors I used to not want to encounter. <laughs> but it does speak to the quality, the validity of the Master Cheesemaker program in Wisconsin and the fact that we're the only ones that have it. So back to you, Marianne. I said to Marianne, now, uh, I have, I have a, an ability to eat I don't have an ability to analyze cheese like you do. It's not just, well, tell them about how many different ways you have to evaluate a cheese or your graders have to evaluate a cheese to even help it move up the process as far as being a master cheesemaker. Well, once they get accepted into the class, they will, if they go for two cheeses, I have our grader that we've hired plus one other person goes out with them to evaluate the cheeses. So we have, for example, 10 folks in the one class. They have two different cheeses. That's 20 different cheeses. So the person who's going out is very familiar who can grade those particular cheeses. And we do that not just once a year or twice a year. We do that three times in that length of that program. Do you tell them when you're coming or surprise them? No, they are well aware when they're coming. I but the samples are flavor graded. They're also compositioned, and they also are tested for coliforms. And so, and that again goes back to what you were talking about earlier. It is about a safety FDA guidelines. It's about making sure that all your T's are crossed and I's are dotted. It's not just a zesty flavor or something that's right on like that. Right. And some of the cheeses may have to follow the Code of Federal Regulations if it's a standardized cheese. If they're not, they have to provide to me what those requirements are for their composition. Have you ever said no to a type of cheese? Anybody ever said to you, Marianne, I want to get master certified on ghost pepper? We typically just call it pepper cheese. They (laughs) do have to be made from bovine Oh, okay. And it can't be from goat or sheep or okay. anything like that because of the sponsorship we get from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Well, there you go. That's a good way to approach that. If there's something that uh, some consumer, a grocery store manager that's listening, or maybe even a potential candidate 
for the Master Cheesemaker program should know, Marianne, what is it? What What is something that most people don't know about the program or should know? Well, if they're in the grocery store or retail or wherever it may be, if they see the Mastermark logo on a cheese, they know that's been made by a Master Cheesemaker here in Wisconsin. So that's an indication that it was made from a person who went through this rigorous coursework rigorous exams and things like that, and they know that they're putting out a very good product. Mm -hmm. It's not just a marketing ploy. It is all about science. Correct. Science and safety. What about you, Joanne? When you have those youngins that are coming in or other people that you're out educating, what do they seem to not understand or miss about the Master Cheesemaker program? I think the most important thing about, or one of the most important things about the Wisconsin Master Cheesemaker program is uh, we're not expecting masters when they come into the program. This program is all about education, and it always has been. So our main goal is to educate the cheesemaker and to graduate masters. I got to ask you, so here we sit, and to your point about how even those that got certified 10 years ago in our background have to get recertified on some of the some of the early testing. How does this program evolve? Do you look ahead on what other courses have to be added or what other uh, gradients have to be changed? Or how do you improve this program and how often do you guys evaluate that? Either one of you. Um, you know, one of the things that we had to figure out um, as we got into the program was we had masters returning for additional cheeses. And if you're already a master, you've already taken our group of short courses um, to become a master. So we developed a master cheesemaker course that changes every year. And our intention is that it switches off with a, a country course. So we've had cheesemaking courses on Mexico, Italy, um, England, all, all sorts of places, different countries and, and things. And then we also have started adding in um, specific topics gauged towards master cheesemakers. So this September we'll be doing uh, cheese cheese ingredients short course in which we'll break down all of the different things that's added to milk that actually makes the cheese, adjuncts, starters, etc. Okay. Well, now you know. If you're thinking about being a master cheesemaker, these are two people you better get on your side fast. And I mean it. No, they're watching the quality of the program. Master Cheesemakers only in Wisconsin. You just heard Joanne Gauthier. She's the outreach specialist with the Center for Dairy Research. And Marianne Smukowski, who is the Dairy Safety and Quality Control Coordinator, as you could tell, for the Master Cheesemaker Program, Center for Dairy Research. They work hand-in-glove with Wisconsin dairy farm families all across the state to maintain the excellent quality that has come to be expected when you see Wisconsin cheese, and especially that master mark. Now you know they're not just fooling around. If you want to find out more,